all three of those levels. Right. And it's not something that can be claimed, yeah? So uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I think... You know, Hello and welcome to our midweek shot of Marketing Street Nights, the week all Think Like a Brand from the Rockstar CMO Effing Martin podcast, where we discuss thinking like a brand, specifically in industries that often don't. Who are we? Well, in a moment you'll hear from my chum Liz High, an insight ninja, marketing strategist, speaker and author who has worked with some amazing brands and more recently has focused on supporting fintechs, banks and credit unions to embrace brand thinking and is the co-author of Think Like a Brand, Not a Bank. Hence the name of this podcast. And I'm your host, Ian Truscott, sharing the marketing street knowledge I've picked up in my 20-year career from techie to CMO. And you can find us both on LinkedIn. Just search for Rockstar CMO or click on the links in the show notes, which you can find on your favourite podcast app or at rockstarcmo.com. This week, Liz and I chat about brand is the business case and the commercial value of having a strong brand. But first, we need to pay the bar tab. I'll be back in a moment. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy. Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome back, Liz, to Rockstar CMO FM. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Just recovering from Thanksgiving dinner. So, you know, maybe <laughs> heavier and uh, a little bit poorer, but um, had a wonderful <laughs> weekend. Splendid. And are you all ready for the... Because uh, uh, we've had quite a busy few days, because on Friday, obviously, we had the football, and we were talking about that last week, mm-hmm. which was torturous for both teams. <laughs> Yes, um, I. It was not the outcome I had hoped for, but you know, it is what it is. And Tuesday and then, is another day. Yes, and we're all ready for Tuesday. All right, so we didn't. I didn't get you back on the show to talk about um, football. Obviously, um, we're still talking about your book uh, in our little Think Like a Brand mini series. And one of the things I wanted to focus on, I say I wanted to focus on. You suggested we focus on. Let's put it. Let's get it right. Is um, I, well, I genuinely, act, I really like the beginning of the book where you're, t- well, I like the whole book, but I really like the beginning of the book where you talk about the business case and making a brand. The brand is the business case. Um, so we're going to focus on this. And you talk about the um, Cantor report that you're really into, but I know you've seen a different study now. So should we start with that? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I think that the the idea that brand is the business case and actually I've got to give all credit to Alison my co-author that's really that's <laughs> one of her mantras you know as a, a CMO in a tech business just really continuing to reinforce that you know focusing on your brand and investing in your brand gets mm-hmm. greater returns and you know I said huge fan of the the Cantor Brands report but also really interesting read this year is the Interbrand 
best global mm-hmm. brands research. And, and when does that come really, out? Oh, good question. It came across my desk maybe about a week or so ago, but um, okay. I yeah. can't remember the the exact date of publishing, but definitely worth the read. Okay. So I'll include a link to that in the show notes. But why is it? What is it about those reports you really like? I mean, I know you explain it in the book, but for the for the for the yeah. listener out there, well, I find it very heartening that. I don't know about you, but everything that comes into my inbox right now is doom, gloom, <laughs> economy shot, fintech shot, you know. Yeah. And when I looked at this, one of the really cool things is if you looked at the top 100 brands in 2022 mm-hmm. compared to their value in 2021, they've mm-hmm. increased 16%. And the top wow. 100 brands are now valued at over, you know, $3 trillion. Wow. Well, so the point there is even though, and, and is this set, do you think it's set to in, um, increase? I mean, it's been a weird few years, right? So <laughs> the, these are difficult economic times. So you're saying that the value of brands e- goes up even when we're going through this sort of thing? Yeah. That's exactly it. If you're focused on the right things, and we'll Mm -hmm. talk about what those are in a minute, then you are able to ride out, and not just ride out, but grow Mm -hmm. and benefit from difficult times. Right. The brand mindset helps with that. Yeah. And I know that both of these reports, they cover off these sort of big brands. But do you think that's not an anomaly, right? the the premise here is that brand has a value to your business and that value if you do the right things is going to increase and it 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 it's like an economic indicator isn't it of your brand of your company is 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 the value of your brand so how do we make so what how do we make a valuable brand what are the th- you just intimated there that there's some things we need to do what are the things we need to yeah. do well what's really interesting from the interbrand perspective is they already yeah. focus on they they talk about internal and external factors mm-hmm. and they really kind of double down on the concept of showing leadership okay so the idea that you know your organization you know has a very clear direction mm-hmm. that the organization is aligned around the brand that you really focus on exuding empathy Mm -hmm. and most important that you are ready and able to be agile. So actually think about, you know, speed to market, ability to respond to what's changing in the world. So demonstrating the capability to be a marketing market leader. I mean, this is, I mean, both of us have hung out in B2B tech. This isn't that bullshit where we say we are the leading vendor of, of blah, 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 right? This is, actually demonstrating leadership in your category in your category within your culture right and with your customers as well so it kind of has to cover all three of those levels and it's not something that can be claimed yeah so I, I think you and I between us have probably written many messaging and positionings that talk about being the agile leader um, that yeah. empathizes with the market but that isn't what it's about it's about exhibiting right and is that in terms of the brand principles or brand values that you have that these are things that you need to be able to prove that you do rather than yeah yeah 
the same thing. I just should indicate to the listener that you're nodding and that's what I'm referring to. So, um, and just now you said the word agile, which obviously is Mm -hmm. is vastly overused a lot of the time. But what do you mean by, where's the agility in leadership? What do you mean by that? Is that the ability for brands to sort of pivot when things happen in the market and, and world events happen and that kind of stuff? Yeah, exactly. But it's also not just responding, responding, responding. (laughs) It's a little bit about anticipation and thinking about the Mm -hmm. concept of of foresight. So if you're already focusing on what's coming down the line, not just what's happening right now, then you can respond and proactively uh, make a difference and reposition your brand when you need to. Right, right. So that was, you said there were three factors. So that was the first one. So demonstrating leadership, being able to show yourself and demonstrate yourself as a leader in the category. What's your second one? So the second one, and these fall under the kind of the external, the first one is engagement. Uh And the second one, they talk about relevance, but um, I think you know my feelings on um, it's not really relevance, it's resonance that you need to think about. So I would kind of say it's about how you engage and then Mm -hmm. how you resonate with the market. Right, right, right. And what do you mean by how you engage with the market? Is is that, is that the, is, is it, are these measurements, by the way, is it that, is it your brand value is how well engaged your audience are? Yes, these are all KPI related and they all can be scored. That's really how their, their methodology works. So number Ah, one, talk about this idea of distinctiveness. Mm-hmm. So what have you got in your portfolio that's unique, that's mm-hmm. ownable, mm-hmm. and therefore can be remembered, you know, by customers, connected with by customers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for the purposes of this particular study, would I mean, they say relevance, you say resonance, <laughs> you say tomato, I say tomato, but what's the, <laughs> I know there's distinct difference, I was just making a joke. Um, so from from your perspective, what's the thing you need to, to make, how do they measure relevance? Yeah, basically. So how is that the value of the brand? Yeah, they, they talk about three things, which is mm. your presence, mm-hmm. the degree to which you're talked about, social media coverage, brand recall. So standard brand monitoring type things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the two interesting things, much more interesting things from my perspective, Mm -hmm. is the concept of trust and then the concept of affinity. Right. Right. And then these sorts of things, I mean, I know that we're quoting from a study from Interbrand, right? And these are the metrics that they use. Do you recommend these are metrics that organizations you work for use, work with use? Or, or what, what, what would you say to an in-house team if they're measuring their brand? What are those things they need to focus on here? I mean, I, I, really, I really agree with that. If you've got a yeah. measurement matrix that yeah. talks about internal and external leadership, by the people and the brand engagement which is about distinctiveness coherence participation you know how Mm -hmm. much interaction you get with your brand and then Mm -hmm. relevance which is all of the presence trust and affinity you know that could be your customer loyalty measures it could be your net promoter score it doesn't really matter what the measures are but the Mm -hmm. important thing is you have a matrix which gets you to that brand value Yeah, and, and and you're saying these are things we could all do. I mean, it's not just part of the interbrand thing is is that we can start putting those metrics in for our brands and understand yeah. maybe in a more rudimentary way, but where we are in terms of leadership, engagement, and relevance. 
completely that's cool and then normally like when I chat to you you've always got great examples so what are your examples today of some brands that are doing this really well how yeah. are they doing it so I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples and um, I'm going to start with um, Microsoft so mm-hmm. you know I've worked Who you with know them very well very well worked with them for many many years as yeah, a yeah. client so yeah. what's really interesting is that in the top 100 from Interbrand this year they are one of the the fastest growing which for a company that's that well established is a little yeah. bit surprising so yeah. they're currently valued at 278 billion dollars so that's their mm-hmm. brand valuation right and what I kind of know about them and what they've been recognized for over the last couple of years is really doubling down on that resonance and mm-hmm. leadership part of the the combination they pretty mm-hmm. much got engagement done yeah they pretty much own yeah yeah, most yeah, of their yeah desktops in the world and most yeah. of the <laughs> services in the world now yeah so yeah. if you look at what they've been doing as a brand they're really focused in on driving trust in their products mm-hmm. and really addressing ethics and how technology should be about enhancing the human condition and about enhancing the world, not just about driving more sales or more purchase or more brand awareness. Yeah, I can imagine that's why they're accelerating up the, Mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, their brand is getting more valued because they didn't start from a great place from that, did they? There's a lot of work there to be done. I mean, a lot of it is um, kind of under, you know, Satya Nadella's kind of mm-hmm. purview. He really moved things forward. And um, one of my favorite kind of quotes with him from him says, our actions must be aligned with addressing the world's problems, not creating new ones. <laughs> I think there's a few big tech billionaires that need to focus on that last part of that sentence, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And what I really like about that is that it's it's really suggesting that technology should not be about replacing what people do. It should be enhancing what they do, making, you know, lives better, whether that's through more more pr- productivity or it's through furthering, you know, the climate change mm-hmm. uh, board. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's all about the mindset of the brand, not to mm-hmm. focus on improving the product or the service or anything else, which is what they spent mm-hmm. the last however many years doing. Mm-hmm. And now kind of yeah. focusing on that higher order values right. and so then, significant improvement. So they're transitioning from being a product based marketing type mm-hmm. features, functions, we can do this and all that kind of and new product launches to actually trying to move their brand to mean something different for their consumers, like get yeah. more on that hearts and minds type of thing. Totally. And for their employees yeah. as well. Because mm-hmm. again, I think that comes down, you know, when you think about leadership, the you know, mm-hmm. the interbrand thing talks about, you know, clear direction, clear alignment across the mm-hmm. organization. And again, mm-hmm. I know that's something that, you know, Satya really focused on, that making sure mm-hmm. that you know, not just he is seen as a leader, but everyone within the organization and, you know, is is following in that pursuit. So he really made a huge difference in, in kind of pivoting the organization, which is now being continued by the, 
by the 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 you know the current and whole leadership so yeah it's about so, getting to trust right so that's like you say it's those two things they focused on mm. out of the three you may name so you named leadership engagement and relevance they yeah. really focused on relevance being relevant to their consumer through um the consumer's values right more than yeah. what they actually their needs in terms of product and from yeah. a leadership perspective what microsoft does i love that mm-hmm. not <laughs> not creating new problems which is yeah. again you know something i think a lot of billionaires focus on so that's microsoft um so who else have have you has struck you that's doing pretty well in this space um well I, I kind of thought long and hard about whether I really wanted to to focus in on this one or not. Um, so I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to separate the leader of this organization from the brand itself and uh-huh. talk about Tesla. Um, <laughs> so again, Tesla is one of the fastest growing mm-hmm. valuations from a brand perspective. Right. Right. And again, what's interesting, it's very closely aligned to what's happening with Microsoft, mm-hmm. but they're focusing much more on this idea of affinity mm-hmm. and presence within the category. Right, right. So if you think, then, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, it's fine. I was going to make a joke about leadership, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of the three things, one of them is slightly, yeah, yeah not quite yeah. right. But yeah, but as a brand, they're certainly leaders. I, I shouldn't absolutely, shouldn't have, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one of the things that they lean into mm-hmm. is that a big part of choosing Tesla mm-hmm. is this idea of making the right choice also a desirable choice. Yeah. So you know that you've got this affinity with environmentalism, et cetera. And what they've done incredibly well is to make that exciting and exclusive Mm. and interesting and luxury. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, yeah, I was listening to another podcast the other day and they were talking about Tesla and people don't buy Teslas because they're electric and because they're green. They buy them because of what they say about them and the desirableness, exactly what you're saying, is they've managed to combine this really well with the values of a particular demographic who have the money to buy Teslas. Um, yeah. And you're, you're quite right, that that brand promise that they're making, it really resonates with those consumers and it just so happens it's an electric car. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talk about leadership engagement and relevance. I mean, those are not all created equal. And I think that, you know, the core message is that that whole affinity marketing, Mm -hmm. trust and empathy are kind of really critical things to that that a brand like Tesla really personifies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny, Um, I saw it. I saw a tweet the other day and it had two guys next to a Tesla and it said, these are the two people that really invented Tesla. So I think you're quite safe to distance yourself from, from Elon when talking about Tesla because it's a huge organisation, isn't it, of, yeah. of people that created these things. Absolutely. So, and I think they've got some really, uh, you know, interesting numbers. So for me, they're, yeah. um, they're obviously they've got their truck that's coming out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've not even got any in production yet. It's an idea. It's a concept. And they've got yeah. 1.2 million reservations for it, which is worth That's about amazing. Yeah. 8 billion in revenue. Wow. Wow. It's not even built yet. Yeah, yeah. 
and that's pure on brand isn't it that's pure on brand promise and 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 that these people are putting up their deposits on the belief that this brand will deliver the experience they're expecting and this experience happens to be a truck right so yeah that's that's amazing so that's cool so that's tesla and and microsoft that's splendid and um i think we're we're almost out of time there there liz so two questions one is uh where are people going to find you when they spin the dial on the interwebs so they can find me on linkedin liz high usually gets to me pretty much first time and Mm -hmm. also you can find me via the book website which is www.thinklikeabrandbook.com or else you can find me on Twitter um, under brand before the letter B, the number four, bank. Splendid. And I'll include all those links in the show notes. Thank you very much, Liz. And shall we do this again next week? What do you think? Yes. Yeah. See yes. how we feel about the football, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Mind completes picture when we have won the group and <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. I'll see you then, then, Liz. I'll see you next week. So that's a wrap on this episode of Think Like a Brand, our midweek mini series for the Rockstar CMO Effing Marketing Podcast. I've been your host, Ian Truscott. Thanks to Liz for her insight and for you for dropping a dime into your podcasting jukebox, selecting our track driving along you can find all our contact details and a link to liz's book in the show notes and we are rockstar cmo on all the socials and if you like this please help share the good news with a rating or review in your favorite podcast i'll be back with our usual show on saturday hope you'll join us for that until then enjoy the rest of your week and thanks again for listening to rockstar cmo fm This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.